You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is an encore presentation of Rebel Yoshev on Parshas Yisroi, Parsh, which of course has Aseris Hadibrois and much more. Uh, I edited the program from two years ago because there was a, a whole debate in the beginning, which I thought was a little bit uh, incidental. So the program starts in the middle, and you'll be hearing about Kibbet uh, some Hayros from Belyoshev that I think are practical and interesting, plus a new reading that Belyoshev has in a famous Medrash Chazal. Both of them, I think, are are, are, are going to be very worth your while. And we could probably give many shiurim on, on one of the Aseris Adibros that's mentioned, uh, one of the Aseris, the fifth of the Debra, which is Kabe de Savicha. Rebel Yosha was asked the following question. Um, you have a father who's, who's very makbid that he makes sure to get the Mogan Avram's sheet of Kriyachma. Now, there's a big machlokas, the Mogan Avram and the Vilnagon, how you figure out the hours of the day. Does it go from sunrise to sunset, or does it go from Zricha, I'm sorry, from Neitzachama? No. Does it go from Alos HaShachar to Tzeisekochavim? So if that's your amount of time, so you're actually going to have a shorter amount of time to say, um, do Kriyachma, I believe. So, according to the Mogan Avram, your time is going to be shorter. The reason is, is because the day begins at Nate, at 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 Olot uh, Shachar. So, therefore, that's when your first hour starts, and you have to finish Kriyachma by the third hour. So that amount of time usually ends up earlier by about you know, 25, 30 minutes sometimes or more of the sheet of the Vilnagon. So let's say you know that's your father's minute. And the son sees that the father is sleeping and he's not going to make his man. Um... What should you do? Should you wake him up? Revel Yoshev said, yes. That's not a lack of Kibirav. He's asleep, but you know that he wants to make Kriyashma. You need to know your father. If your father is the type of person who sometimes he uses the sheet of the Vilna Gon, then don't wake him up. Wake him up a little bit later. Let's say, Rebel Yoshev said, you're at your house and the phone rings. And the person on the other line says, is your father home? And they're sleeping. Or can I speak to your, your father? Don't wake them up. You need to know who the person who's calling is. And if you know your father would want to speak to that person, then go ahead and wake them up. Now, how about if you're not sure? 
So the son should say, what are you calling about? What is this about? And maybe the son should ask the person on the telephone, Rebel Yoshev said, what the issue is. Do you think my father really wants to get this call? And it can't be done later. And he's going to be upset that he wasn't able to talk. It's the stockbroker, whatever it is. You got to make the deal right now. You can rely on the person who's making the call. And if the person who's making the call says, I know, I know your father would want me to wake him up. You don't have to think that he's lying. And you can go and wake your father up. But Rabbi Yashem said, since he's not 100% sure, it's better if you get someone else to do the waking up. It shouldn't be you. So I'm not sure Rabbi Yashem said that exactly. But I guess because it could be, you don't know. Your father didn't tell you, wake me up if, if Pliny calls. Pliny's telling you, he says, I know our relationship is that my, your father would want to be woken up. So Rabbi Yosha feels if you get someone else to do it, you're probably in better shape. We know Rebel Yoshev quoted the famous the Gemara that says that a father who is Michael on his COVID, it's called Nimchal. Rabbi Yoshev quoted, however, the Radvaz that says, even if your father says, eh, treat me like one of the boys, treat me like your friend. But you were in this situation, but you decide to still speak to him as sir. You still decide to stand up. You still decide that you're helping him. So even though he says, I'm Michael on the covenant, I'm Michael. And you do it anyway. You fulfill a mitzvah. So even though he's Michael, it's still a kiyam a mitzvah. You're not mechuyiv to do it, but you're makayim a mitzvah by doing it anyway. So even if the father says, ah, I don't want you to help. No, 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 no. I'm one of the boys here. I want to play with you. But by helping him and, and taking him, you're still makayim a mitzvah. It doesn't, it's not a non-mitzvah. In Shulchan Ar Chachayim, Rabbi Yoshev mentions that it says that um, you're not supposed to take your tefillin off in front of your Rebbe. The, the Mishabura says the reason is that it's like a zilzal. It's like, you know, this is like a private thing. You're taking tefillin off, you're getting undressed, sort of like a weird thing. So don't do that. So, Rebel Yosha. Assuming that the filling staying on all day there. Right. Because, okay. Right. Yeah, but it's, but 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 it's still brought in the Mishnah Bura, even though most people reading that Mishnah Bura at the time weren't wearing filling all day. So, why is it considered? Um, oh, sir, because it's it's a zilzul. It's a zilzul that, like, come on, what is this? Your your buddy in the locker room, right? Taking off the fill and right in front of him, you should go right, right. Um, yeah, it's sort of like you're supposed to be standing at respect, and here you are, like, taking your filling off. 
So Rabbi Yashiv says, even though it's not brought down in Shulchan Aruch, in front of your father, you shouldn't do that either. One of the big issues that comes up all the time in Kibbutz is which yeshiva you should go to. Should you go to yeshiva? Should you go to college, yeshiva that has college? Another question. Should you change? You and your father are arguing about or disagreeing which yeshiva it should be. Rav, Moshe, uh, Rav Yoshev says that if, let's say, for example, the high school you were going to, and the question is to go from high school to Yeshiva Gedola, and let's say to Ponovich or one of the great yeshivas. So before, it's not you, Rebel Yoshev says. It's not just your desire. You also need to speak to the, your Rabbeim. If the Rabbeim who are analysts about who can learn well and who has a chance to really grow and succeed and be great in learning, and they're telling you that. So if that's the case, Rebel Yoshev says, you don't have to listen to your father. Now, Rebel Yoshev then said that even though that's going to cause a rift between you and your father because you didn't listen to him, but if it's you are truly Lashem Shamayim, and we'll read Rabbi Yoshev's words inside. Im Yam Shechaben Lashevis Ba'ohala Shotora, Vilmod Bahasmada, Luloa Fraot. Rebel Yoshev says, So Fakavod Lavo. People will see you as an important person. They'll, they'll ask you the Shilas. You're going to be one of the best people in the Yeshiva. You're going to get the kavod that the Tzibur gives to true Talmud HaChachamim. And then your father will see so much nachas from you because he's going to see the kavod people give you. He's going to see how happy you are. So Rebel Yoshev says, despite the fact that right now he doesn't want you to continue, when he sees what will occur and how you will grow, and, 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 and what sort of respect you get, Rabbi Yoshev says that will eliminate this hurt and bring you back together. Now, that's a, a, a very hopeful way to look at things because we know many families, unfortunately, this, this machloka starts. I think the main thing you need to understand, according to Rabbi Yoshev, is that the people who are telling you this aren't just trying to make you feel good. The, the rabbeim that you get the report from are honest with you. What should you be? What, where are you holding? Many people have um, an exaggerated idea of what they're able to do. And Rebel Yoshev is right that you can't just decide on your own. Your father loves you and understands you as well. But if you're rabbeim who are, you're close to and who know you tell you, so then you have the right Rebel Yoshev says to disregard. 
Um, so, in the beginning of the parsha, it says that Yisro had heard all about Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchemes Amolek. But then Yisro comes to the Bnei Yisroel and he speaks to his son-in-law, Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe tells him, Ko asher Hashem Mitzrayim, everything that happened. L'chore Yisro had heard the reports. Rashi says about Amolek. You heard about Amolek already. The same Rashi. So what was it that was so different? Sreble Yoshev says, there's a difference between hearing it from um, an unimportant personage or from someone who was not only there, but someone who understood every aspect of what the Mocham of Amalek was. And Rabbi Yachov says, you see, that hearing the same information sometimes from a perspective of somebody who was very close is like hearing a total different story. And that's why Yisra was so uh, excited, because he heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu himself. The Torah writes that um, the Bnei Yisro all came to that spot at Har Sinai. They all came together. Chazal say, and this is one of the reasons I'm sure many of you have mentioned this before, why they call the hospitals uh, Mount Sinai, is because Chazal say that everybody who came to Mount Sinai was cured. Because when they left Mitzrayim, they might have been blind, they might have been lame. But God said, I'm about to give the Torah, which is Torah Sashem Tamima. I can't give it to people who are lame and have uh, problems with their bodies. And that's, by the way, the reason why so many hospitals are called Mount Sinai. <laughs> why don't they call it Jerusalem? Why do they call it Mount Sinai? I heard this from my Rebbe, Rebbe Yochanan Zweig, um, 45 years ago. So, but it, it's, a, such a, it's such a nice idea. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sinai, Mount Sinai, yeah. Now, the, the, the Medrash goes on. How do we know that if somebody was blind, he could see at Har Sinai? Because it says, V'cholaham ro'im. Everybody could see. How do you know that everybody could hear? Because it said, Naseb which means they all had the capacity to hear, even though, obviously, from the three million people, some people were blind. And how do you know there were people that were able to stand up? Because it says, So everybody was able to stand. So you see that the moment of Arsenai cured all those illnesses and all those physical conditions. Rebel Yoshev asked the following question. Yeah, I know it says, Teres Hashem Tamima. It does say that. But look at the Lushan of the, of the Medrash. The Medrash says, God says, the Torah I'm giving them is Tamim. 
is it possible I would give the Torah to people who had physical uh, mumim, who can't walk or see or stand? Rebel Yosha felt that that lotion is, is, is sort of like very cruel, isn't it? I mean, it's not that person's fault that he has this wound or that he's not able to walk or that he can't see. His soul is definitely a great soul no matter what. And we know that it says, Tyrus Hashem Tamima, fine. It also says the word Tamim, Rav Yoshev pointed out, in the Pasuk, Tamim Tia Im Hashem Elikecha. What does that mean? Tamim means in your neshama, not your body. Rebel Yoshev also pointed out in the Medrash that if you look at it, before he cures everyone, God had another Eitzah. Let's take a look at the Lushan of the Medrash inside again. It says, hmm, I can't give it to this generation, to these millions, because there's so many blind and lame people. Amtin ad shiyamdu Maybe I should wait till they have children and I'll give it to them. But then God speaks to himself and says, no, that means the Torah ends up waiting till the new generation arises. That can't be either. You know what I got to do? I got to do the magic of curing them. Rabbi Yosha felt, what did the Medrash mean that God was actually going to wait till um, the next generation would rise up? How did they know that the next generation, that everybody born would be a perfect a Stepford wife type of child or like a perfect uh, child? There's going to be more Bali Mumim in the next generation. So what is, what's, what, what's God's Havamina? So Rebel Yashav says, what does this mean when we talk about a Bal Mum? There were two types of Bali Mum in Mitzrayim. One of them was Mumeyaguf. They really, you could see there was something wrong. They were amputees in a way. What, what did that happen? Because what happened was, Rabbi Yoshev quotes the Medrash Tanhuma, you had people who'd be working in the hard brick and mortar, and a brick would fall and break the person's leg, and they have to amputate his foot. But there's another type of mum. The ones that the Navi in Yeshayo says, what are they? They have eyes, but they still are called Ivrim. They have ears that seem to be functioning, but they're still Harashim. And they're people that were people who were lame, that they were like hopping. They weren't able to walk straight. Rabbi Yashua says again, that's not literal. Those are people who, who seem to be hopping in two different ways. They don't seem to have a firm direction. They're the ones that say, like we saw by Eliyahu Anavi, hmm, we'll see who wins. Eliyahu or the Nevi'e Yabal. 
That's the mumim that the Medrash is talking about. That's what Hashem meant when he said, the Torah is Tomim. How can I give it to Balei Mumim? Balei Mumim meant people who refused to see, people who didn't want to believe, people who didn't want to be convinced because of their gaiva or other reasons, people who couldn't walk straight because they were just waiting to, to go with whoever the winner is. That, those are the mumim that Hashem was worried, maybe I can't give the Torah to them. People like that, who even when the truth is in front of them, they refuse to accept it. People who you can talk to all day, but they aren't really listening because they just want to emphasize their point of view. Those are the people that God says, I don't think I can give them Torah. That's what it meant. Maybe the next generation will be different. Because one of the reasons they became this way was because they were in Mitzrayim. They didn't have proper direction. They had a lot of doubts. They had a lot of pain. They had a lot of influences from the people who didn't leave Mitzrayim, who were part of the Jewish nation, but were doubters. And because of that, even the ones who left, there were still Mumim, there were still Harishin, uh, and, and Ivrim and Chigrim. And maybe the new generation that's going to be a generation not raised in Mitzrayim. They're not going to have those doubts. They're all going to be a good generation. That's what Hashem says. I don't know if I can keep waiting. As Rabbi Yoshev says, I'm hoping that this new generation will be raised without any doubts by the door. But that might not happen. So what does it mean God heals them? What it means is not magic. What it means is, is that the people that refused to really accept what was in front of them started to see the kolot. Something emotionally changed in them. The event of Matan Torah was so galvanizing to them that the ones who had been doubters, even through all the miracles and were still skeptics, started to see and what usually you couldn't see. That's what it says. Nasev and Ishma, meaning out of, out of fear and love and recognizing the greatness of God, that was eliminated from their system. And even the ones that had always been, well, you're right, you're right, I'm not sure, I'll go with the winner. When they came to Harsinai, they saw that there was only, in a sense, they intellectually realized that they have to stop being in such a way. So that is Rebel Yashem's beautiful shot about um, where we talk about what these mumim were. And Enachinami, that is what the event of Matan Torah was able to alter. It was able to remove those type of doubts. But it takes away the, the magical part about why you know, we call the hospitals Mount Sinai. But I think Rebel Yoshev does his usual job. He, he zeroes in, why is it only these three? 
cheresh, um, and 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 um, sheinu shomea achiger. Why is it? And and um, the person who was also iver. Um, Rabbi Yoshev points out it doesn't mention a person who can't hear, who can't speak. It doesn't mention that. So therefore, those three are the ones that align very well with the type of attitudes that living in Mitzrayim could create. And therefore, you know, we don't have magic, but what we do have is the importance of what Matan Torah could do. And um, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu sort of like raises the temperature and and creates a situation of Matan Torah that he believes was even greater than Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in terms of eliminating those type of doubts from the people. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.